Hello and how are you today? I hope everything is beautiful with you and I hope everything is beautiful with yours. We're going to start this show off. First of all, welcome. This is Strange Talk with Doc and I am Doc. I'm starting a little early today. I want to get it at it and I want to really move on because I have a lot to do today personally and I don't want to uh, disappoint myself by doing any footwork, putting any energy and effort to set up a show and then not do one, but I'm going to do one and go through it. I did a show Saturday and I spoke about Daniel Cameron, uh, Donald Trump, the Breonna Taylor uh, situation with the wanton uh, wanton uh, endangerment and how I felt about it. And I'm not going to revisit that now. If you want to, you could just go back and listen to the show. I believe it was in the very beginning of the show. But I did some research and I am very ashamed of myself for missing this. I don't know how I missed this, but I did. On September 23rd, 1955, J.W. Milan and Roy Bryant were found guilty by an all-white jury in the murder of Emmett Till. On September 23, 2020, Brianna Taylor's cops were basically acquitted. Uh, you say, I don't believe in conspiracy theories, but isn't it weird that on the 65th anniversary date of Emmett Till, one of the most famous cases in America of a murder of a young black person, that the decision from the district attorney of Kentucky, he decides to give us that information on that particular day. He had a week before, he had a week after, but on the exact day. Now, the reason I bring this up is because this also brought this to my mind. Donald J. Trump, had planned on doing a rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, the home of Black Wall Street, which if you don't know what happened there, you really should start reading more books. But on Juneteenth in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Donald J. Trump tried to do a rally. So I'm saying that this is strategically planned to drop bombs on us at particular times. If I'm not mistaken, on Cinco de Mayo, which is May 5th, Trump also made a visit to one of the walls. So if you look at what he does and when he does it per se, it lets you know that he has a plan. He's showing his people his direct plan, but you have to pay attention. And like I said, Doc is very ashamed of himself for not catching this to begin with. I should have known this from the jump. I'm not a person that does not know their history. I'm not a person that ignores the past. I understand that the past is a it's like a view to what's going on right now. We don't get to where we are today if we didn't have those days in the past. So I'm going to I just wanted to drop that bomb on you because you might have known and said, you know what, you're telling me nothing. But somebody out there might not have known. So there is now a link between Brianna Taylor directly and Emmett Till directly. So COVID, we now have 210,000 deaths, 7.3 million cases, 33.3 million cases worldwide and 1.1 million deaths. 
But once again, like I say over and over again, this is a joke. It's a conspiracy. It's just to fool us to get uh, Trump uh, negative press, things of that nature. So nine neighborhoods in Brooklyn and Queens, they might now face, and I spoke about this Saturday, at that time it was six. Now it's up to nine within a two-day span. These nine neighborhoods in Brooklyn and Queens might face lockdowns because there's been over a thousand positive tests for the first time since June. Once again, regressive, not progressive. We have to progress. We never, and that's in every aspect of your life. I don't care what you do. You don't want to be worse at doing something on Friday than you were at it on Monday. You want to steadily improve. That is what your responsibility is as an adult, as a human being. And just it's a basic responsibility to always get better. So Trump has officially nominated Amy Coney Barrett to serve on the United States Supreme Court. Now, supposedly October 13th, they're going to start the proceedings. There's really nothing the Democrats can do. But I hope that they seriously vet her. I have not spent a lot of time looking into Judge Barrett's background, and I'm sure information will come out as it does. And I'll look into it then. I mean, I'm hoping that she believes in the law, that she practices the law for everybody, and that she has no agenda, and that she's really not just a Trumpite in a black robe sitting on the Supreme Court like Clarence Thomas is. I hope that she has a heart, a mind, and a soul, a free-thinking mind and a soul where she plans on doing the right thing at all times. Not some of the time. We need people in this world who will literally do the right thing all the time. Even when people are not watching, you have a responsibility to do what's right. At least that's the way I live my life. I don't need somebody to be watching me to do what's right. I'm not a thief, so that means I don't steal even if the door is wide open and I know nobody could catch me. It's just the way I'm wired. So I feel bad for the residents of Lake Jackson, Texas. They got some brain-eating microbe in their water. They found it was contaminated. I think it was nine counties, but it's down to only Lake Jackson. So I'm hoping that they get a, a grasp on this real quick that this comes to an end and everybody deserves to have clean water. It is such a necessity. We take it for granted. We take so many things in this life for granted, but there are people in other places in the world who don't even have clean water. And that is a health risk and people probably die much younger than they should because of this parasitical things be in the water. I mean, it's, I mean, we just, we waste water. Because we don't even think about it, even though I pay for water. So I'm kind of a, I'm not a big waste of water because I pay for my water. But there were times in my life when I lived in apartments in New York City and I didn't pay for water. So I didn't care if the tub ran as long as it didn't overflow. It didn't bother me. I'd take a bath every day if I could. But you know what? Now that I pay for it, I have to think about it. And I don't like to take things for granted. I'm just not one of those people who take breathing, walking, talking, seeing being loved, having money, food on my table. I don't take those things for granted. I, I feel that I'm blessed and I don't call it any one particular thing. I don't call it any one particular higher power. It's just that I'm blessed in that manner 
that I don't have to deal with some of the things that other people deal with. So we are having a lot of unrest. And and I'm hoping at some point in time that some of this could mellow out. I mean, we need normality. We need a world that is not so tightly wound because the innocent are suffering with the guilty. The innocent are suffering with the guilty. They are people out there who have not done anything to anybody, but they just happen to be in the middle of everything that is going on. They just happen to own a business maybe in the wrong downtown area. And so they're losing their livelihoods, things that they might have had in their family for generations, gone. I mean, just gone. I mean, these were their hopes and these were their dreams, and they've been now taken away because people are angry. And I'm with the people that are angry because I am angry. I am frustrated. I am tired of the bullshit. I am tired of I am tired of Trump. I am tired of I am tired of cops killing people and I'm tired of cops killing people and walking away in the Justice Department and the justice system not doing what they're supposed to do. They owe us that. They owe us as taxpayers. They took an oath. It's their duty to do what's right. The police took an oath. It's their duty and responsibility to do what's right. Not just when cameras are rolling, but like I said before, even when nobody is watching you, if you get nothing out of this today, if nobody is watching you, just do the right thing. And if everybody could teach somebody to do that and believe in that, then this world will be a better place. It might take 3,000 years, but it will be better because it will be a series of people who are just doing what's right. So Biden and Trump tomorrow, Tuesday, are going to have their very first debate in Cleveland, Ohio. Good old Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, Miss Biden, don't sex Joe up tonight. Let this man get a good night's rest. Let him get a nap. Let him have his mind clear. We do not need Joe having any moments when he's one-on-one with Trump. I want him to slaughter Trump verbally on that stage. Just call him out on the things that he has said and the things that he has done. You don't have to make up anything. Trump has made up enough things on his own. Call him out. Show the American public. Maybe there are still people who are Trump people, but they're kind of on the fence and they're kind of saying to themselves, you know what? This report came out about this man never paying his taxes for years. I mean, how can a multimillionaire, a man who claims to be a multi-billionaire, pay $750 in federal tax in two straight years and then no income tax in 10 out of the last 15 years, which he disputes? And I don't have evidence either way. I'm just stating what's out there. So Joe Biden, like I said, doesn't need to come up with a story. He doesn't need to come up with anything outlandish to throw at Trump. The thing that he could throw at Trump is Donald J. Trump himself. And all he has to do is be on point. Just be on point, Mr. Biden, please. I'm begging you. So I'm I'm deep into uh, The Office, the TV show, The Office. It's off the air now. I'm into season three. And this is insanity. I can't even imagine a place like this that anybody could work at in real life. These people are cartoon characters, but it is a fun journey and I like it. I don't even know how I got turned on to it. I'm glad I put it on. And if you've never seen The Office, give it a try. 
but start from the beginning so you know who's who and what's what. And Lovecraft Country, I'm really enjoying that. I didn't watch last night's episode. I will be watching that today. Uh, so I'll be catching up with that. I'll be catching up with The Office. I'll talk about this in a second. I still have UFC to watch. And uh, let's just take a quick break right here. And uh, I'm going to come right back and talk some sports. And we're going to get out of here, okay? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Well, let me explain. It is free, people. They have creative tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm online to get started and you can thank me later. Hello and thank you for sticking through that commercial break. This is Doc and Strange Talk with Doc and we're back and we're going to talk some sports. The NBA Finals is going to start Wednesday, people. The Los Angeles Lakers with AD and LeBron are going up against the Miami Heat. And like I said, I'm usually back on Saturdays and Mondays, so the two games that will be scheduled before I get to talk to you again is Wednesday evening and Friday evening. And the Miami Heat, you got uh, Bam, you got, oh my goodness, Jimmy Butler. I mean, so you have Strother, very good coach. You got Pat Riley running the show. This should be an interesting series, but you know what? If I had to really put this down on paper... And I'm saying to myself, uh, maybe unless that kid goes crazy again for the Heat, who can shoot? The young kid hero? Uh, So I give the Heat a chance. I see this being a six-game series. Uh, Any major injuries to a LeBron, AD, Rondo, or Jimmy Butler is going to swing the series. So this is a hard one to pick. I'm going to pick the Heat to actually upset the Lakers, and at least steal one of these first two games. I'm going to talk about the series as it goes on. I cannot make a determination right now off the jump because I think that would be foolish. And, I'm, you know, I'm no sports prognosticator or anything like that. I'm just a sports fan like most people in America and the world. But I, I don't have a horse in this race either, so I'm going to take it as it goes. I got to see who's playing how, who's feeling whatever kind of way, and we'll go from there. So we had a card from Yaz Allen. You better, you know much better as Fight Allen, the UFC. And Israel Alessandra took that zero from Paulo Costa. And I thought he would. If you listen back to my show Saturday, I definitely predicted that he would win. And I also predicted that Yan Blokovich would beat Dominic Reyes. I didn't like the way Costa looked, and I didn't like the way Reyes looked. I just didn't like their physical form. They looked too smooth. They looked like they, you know, looked like they needed to be in a gym, like they were rushed. And, you know, Diego Sanchez fought on that card, but he lost to Jake Matthews. Sarge Eubanks fought on that card, but she lost to Caitlin Vieira. But this Saturday, we also have an upcoming fight, and we're going to talk about it again Saturday from Yaz Island or better known as Fight Island. And Holly Holmes is taking on Irene 
Aldana. Jermaine Deranime is taking on Julia Pena. And Carlos Condit is taking on Court McGee. So that should be a pretty good card. If I'm not mistaken, the prelims are going to be on ESPN+. Plus, But the main card is going to be a freebie on ESPN. I think it's around 1030 Saturday night. And the only thing it might be banging heads with is Major League Baseball. And may, no, it won't even be banging heads with the uh, NBA Finals because if they're playing on Wednesday and Friday, that means their next game will at least be Saturday, I mean, Sunday or Monday. So the San Francisco 49ers, they demolished the Giants yesterday, 36-9. Giants have nothing, man. I mean, they really, they really do not have much of anything without Saquon Barkley. And Daniel Jones is looking like a quarterback from Duke right now. He's playing horrible. There's nothing clicking on that team, offensively or defense. Now, think about it. San Francisco had a bunch of players, including their starting quarterback, who were injured. So the Giants had no excuse to at least be competitive, and they did not do that. The Cleveland Browns beat that Washington football team 34-20. to Haskins looked horrible. He was a he was prone to turnovers the whole entire game. And I'm not going to even put it on the Browns being spectacular on defense, even though Miles Garrett made a couple of really good plays in that game. But Washington stinks. The NFC East right now really stinks. It's one of the worst divisions in football. And there was a time, as you know, if you're a football fan, this was a dominating division. But I guess that's in the heyday, the yesteryear. It's not now. And so Cleveland wins. Their running game seems to be on point. Hunt and Chubbs are doing their job, and that's what you draft and trade for guys to do, to do their job. So the Cincinnati Bengals tied the Philadelphia Eagles 23-23. And I'm going to tip my hat to Joe Barrow. He's fresh out of college. He's starting in the NFL, and he's already, okay, he has not won yet, but he's been to two overtimes He's lost in the overtime, and he at least produced the tie. They're not an 0-3 team with a young quarterback. I think they have their future. Joe will continue to improve. I see big things for Joe Barrow. He was already pretty damn good in LSU, and I, he's not disappointed me so far in the NFL. The New England Patriots beat the Las Vegas Raiders 36-20. You know what? The Raiders, I mean, the Patriots are going to be a grind them up team. They're going to grind out wins. They're going to be a lot like the Panthers was with Cam. I don't see a lot difference. I, I mean, they don't have an explosive down the field wide receiver, so they're going to grind. They're going to run. They're going to dinky dunk. But I believe with the defense and Belichick, they are going to do just fine. And if nobody gets injured like Edelman or Cam, they'll be a playoff team. Chicago Bears. Beat the Atlanta Falcons yesterday, 30-26. Now, goodness gracious, the Atlanta Falcons, back-to-back big leads loss. Back-to-back. Last week, they lose 39-40 to to the Cowboys when the Cowboys were down something like 29-6. to Ridiculous. They had the Bears on the fence. I don't know what is going on with Dan Quinn and the Atlanta Falcons. Where's their head when they enter, when they get a lead? Do they just relax? Do they go to chill pill? Do they, they start dancing on the field instead of focusing on business? And I put that on the coach. And Dan Quinn 
I don't like to call for people's jobs, but Dan Quinn has got to go because let's not forget, this is also the same coach in the Super Bowl who blew a 25-point lead. So there is something wrong there, something where he can't keep these young men focused on the business at hand. So I say cut your losses and get rid of them. The Buffalo Bills came back and beat the Los Angeles Rams 35-32. And Josh Allen catches a lot of hell. But Josh Allen's first three games of the season have been outstanding. Once again, he threw for over 300 yards and three touchdowns. He ran for a touchdown. He led them on a game-winning drive. I mean, you know what? He's just, because he reminds people of being a white Cam Newton and people don't really seem to like Cam. Sure, they're not going to like the white version of Cam, but Josh Allen is just good enough. And if he keeps improving one day, he'll be maybe a big Ben Roethlisberger with a Super Bowl. I expect big things from the Buffalo Bills. They look pretty good. And speaking of big Ben, they won against the Houston Texans 28-21. to The Texans are 0-3. Bill O'Brien has got to go. He's another one of those guys who keeps, I guess he's maybe the general manager there also, but he keeps getting chance after chance. I mean, to get rid of Hopkins and leave Watson with even less targets to go through and then to not, to be out coached basically week in and week out and to start your season off 0-3 when big things were probably expected out of the Texans, this season is basically over. And we're going to talk about another team season who's already over before it starts. The Tennessee Titans beat the Vikings 31-30, to and the Vikings are 0-3. Cousins is playing horrible. They got all these weapons. You got Thielen. You got Cooks. You got Cousins. You have a defense that's been around for quite a while, and you start the season 0-3, and it's not like you're playing a toughest schedule as the Texans. The Texans... I mean, think about it. They had to play the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Chiefs. You can understand that. But Minnesota did not play the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Chiefs. So what's their excuse for being 0-3? A game that shocked me because I definitely picked against them. The Carolina Panthers won 21-16. No, that wasn't three touchdowns. That was seven field goals. But you know what? Points count. Chargers have shown themselves once again to be fraudulent. I thought the Chargers would be the Carolina Panthers team that had no Christian. No Christian McCafferty, and you lose to Teddy Bridgewater and the foot of the field goal kicker. It makes no sense. So Old Man Rivers leads the Indianapolis Colts to a 36-7 victory over the New York Jets. The New York Jets and the New York Giants combined, if they win six games combined, consider that some form of a sports miracle. I am predicting that one of these two teams have the possibility, if they don't play each other, to actually go through the season with zero wins. New York could have zero football wins. And don't blame it on the pandemic. Don't blame it on COVID. Don't blame it on Lack of preseason, blaming on the general manager, the president of the team, and the lack of good football players and coaches. So the Seattle Seahawks beat the Dallas Cowboys 38-21.
once again, the Cowboys with one of the worst defensive backfields that I've ever consistently seen in my life. This defensive backfield has been shit for uh, so long that I cannot even go back to when I can remember that they were good. I mean, you go back out and you sign guys like Brandon Carr. Brandon Carr, the same dude from the famous poster with OBJ, um, I thought we were done with him. Woods is horrible. Uh, they got rid of Byron Jones, who I didn't think was that great, but people really love to big him up for some reason. The Dallas Cowboys are going to put up outlandish offensive numbers for Deke. I mean, Dak. Dak's going to have four to 5,000 yards passing. The receivers are going to have great numbers, Lamb and Cooper. And but Elliot hurts. Elliot hurts because if you can't, you're always playing catch up. You can't really go to the running back. You need Dallas Cowboys are just out of whack because they won't fix the defense. The linebackers are invisible. Lawrence has got his money and he don't seem to give a rat's ass about being a dominating defensive lineman. Tampa Bay, which I thought is starting to turn this thing around. They they beat the Denver Broncos yesterday, 28-10. So Brady seems to go week to week where he overfeeds one receiver. Yesterday was Godwin, but he did hit Gronk a couple of times. That was good. And he hit Evans. So long as he starts spreading that ball out and all of them can get a chance to eat, the Bron- the Buccaneers should be fine. They should be a playoff team. Tom Brady made a seem like a good move for himself going to Tampa Bay. I'm not even worried about them. Another game that shocked me was the Detroit Lions beat the Arizona Cardinals 26-23. I love Kyler Murray, but he made a couple of bonehead plays yesterday. A couple of plays that I'm not used to seeing him, you know, like he was forcing interceptions, forcing throws that became interceptions. So, you know, but Detroit Lions every once in a while will pull out some victories. They're one of those teams. They do have a quarterback that's been there like a decade, Stratford. Uh, so. And Patricia, as much as I don't like his fatness and his sloppiness, trying to be Belichick Jr., he can coach somewhat defense. So, you know what? To hold the Arizona Cardinals, maybe this would be the push the Cardinals need to, so they don't feel themselves so much and say, you know what? There's some things that we have to work on because we're not fully there yet, especially being an AFC team with some of the juggernauts that are in the AFC. And last night, Sunday night football game, yeah, the Green Bay Packers beat the New Orleans Saints 37-30. I'm not completely shocked. I thought the points would be like this. Uh, New Orleans has some problems, man. Without Michael Thomas, Breeze, who had a decent game, he doesn't have his, like, pillow. He doesn't have his blankie. He doesn't have his bobo. He doesn't have, he doesn't have that security that he needs. They worked the hell out of Kamara, but it wasn't enough because Green Bay has got a lot of receiving weapons and they have a decent back. They got one of those backs. Everybody doesn't know his name, but he's steady. He's good. And tonight we got the game, guys. Ladies, we got the game. The Chiefs are going into Baltimore. Even though, I don't know if there's going to be any kind of crowd or not. Maybe there will be a little crowd. But I can't, don't hold me to that because I don't have gospel on that. And I am picking the Ravens to actually beat the Chiefs. I think that the Ravens are right to beat the Chiefs. 
I mean, even though this is not the big one, it's when they meet later on, when it's for all the marbles, win or go home. But the Ravens need to build up confidence that not only can they run on them, that they can pass on them, and that they can hang with them offensively. Because once Kansas City makes you their bitch, they own you, and then they will bring that back up as they play. I'm not saying it big mouths, but their style of play will say, okay, well, this is what we can do, and we'll run it down your throat. Now, Thursday night, we got the sleeper clunker game. And see, this is one of those games, this is why people don't like Thursday night football. The Broncos are going to be playing the Jets. And I more than likely am not going to be watching this game at all because who cares about either one of those teams? I already stated that I believe the Jets will not even win a game this season. So, and that's without me actually fully looking at their schedule. I just have to take what my eyes can tell me and what they see, and they see horror. They see a really bad team where Sam Donald seems to be just throwing the ball here, there, and everywhere. He doesn't have a lot of weapons. Uh, Bell is not healthy as usual. He got his money, and he seemed to be robbing the Jets. That's the Jets story. They pay guys who come from other places, and they never produce when they're in New York City. New York sports has been bad for too long in my life. And that's why most of my teams, even though I'm a lifelong New Yorker, born and raised, I don't root for pretty much any New York sports teams other than New York Yankees. You have to be a damn fool not to be a Yankee fan if you're from New York. And and I am talking to you, Met fans. If there's any Met fans listening, you're a damn fool for being a Met fan when you had the greatest team ever in the Bronx. But I'm going to tell you people, like I always tell you, I want you to have a great week. I will see you again right here on Strange Talk with Doc Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to call in or you want to hear about what the show might be, direction that it's going, just go to my website. I'm not going to give you the information for my website here, but it is attached at the bottom of any place that you hear this podcast. I don't care if it's YouTube. Amazon, etc. At the bottom, there's going to be a link to my website where you can get in contact with me directly. I don't mind advertising your product as long as it's something that helps people and it causes no harm. I don't mind uh, promoting your event as long as it's an event that is not like uh, uh, anti somebody else. It's pro something without being anti something else. And, you know, I like to hear feedback positive or negative. I take it both the same way. I learn from the negative and I appreciate the positive. And I'm going to just tell you one last time, like I tell you each and every time people, peace to you and peace to yours.